Welcome to the Introvert Dear Podcast, the show devoted to helping introverts live more peaceful, meaningful lives. We are here to remind you that you don't have to be an extrovert to be happy. Now, here are your hosts, Jen Graneman and Bo Miller. Introverts hate people. Wait, that's not exactly true. Introverts need good friends and strong relationships, just like extroverts do, but they go about socializing a little differently. Usually they require just a few deep connections instead of a Rolodex of acquaintances, and it doesn't take as much to fill their social quota. For introverts to be at their best, they need authentic, close relationships. So on today's show, we'll be exploring ways to take care of our friendships as introverts. And joining us to lend her expertise is author Sophia Dembling. Sophia Dembling is a writer and editor in Dallas, Texas. She's the author of The Introvert's Way, Living a Quiet Life in a Noisy World, and Introverts in Love, The Quiet Way to Happily Ever After. Sophia, who started her writing career at the Dallas Morning News, has had articles and essays published in more magazines, newspapers, anthologies, and websites than she can list. Sophia, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks very much for having me. So, Sophia, how did you find out that you were an introvert, and did that knowledge change your life in some way? Well, like many other people, I kind of figured it out from a book. I I always suspected I was an introvert from what little I knew. And then I read a a book by Laurie Helgo called Introvert Power that you may know. And it connected some dots for me. I I think like many people, the the moment, the real aha moment was when I realized that the telephone version was sort of a shared quality that many of us really dislike the telephone. And so it was, that's when I started really putting together a lot of what I knew about myself uh, and relating it to introversion. And it, it changed my life in, in obvious ways. I started writing about it, which was sort of a fluke, and it became, I now call myself a professional introvert. <laughs> but, but it also changed me in simply understanding who I was, and rather than trying to change myself, to work with it, to find that place in between total introversion and pulling away from people. And having a full life while also respecting my introversion. And I think that's a long learning curve for all of us. We, we, we change, you know, day by day, week by week, as we get deeper understanding into what we need, both as social beings and as introverts. Yeah, such good stuff. And excited to tap into your learning over the years, especially as it relates to friendships today. Can you talk a little bit about why introverts need solid friendships? And maybe to say it another way, can introverts be happy without friends? I am of the opinion that in, that nobody can be happy without friends. I, I think friends are crucial in, in a way that's different from family uh, ties. Uh, I, I, I like to, when I write, you know, specify that there's a difference between introvert, being introverted and being misanthropic. You know, people are like, I don't need anybody and I'd rather hang out with my cat and people are just a pain in the neck. And I that doesn't make me feel good for them. I have to admit, I think we need the connections. I think we need people who reflect ourselves back at us, who who see us clearly and are intimate enough with us to be able to tell us things we need to know sometimes. You know, I mean, one of the thrills about falling in love is seeing yourself through somebody else's eyes. And and sometimes it's a person we barely recognize. And I think friends can do the same thing for us. So, you know, it's very easy for introverts to get into, you know, because we're introspective and we think about ourselves a lot, we don't always realize when we're just kind of thinking ourselves into a rut. 
and having people outside of us who know us and who don't have any baggage that family might have or, or maybe a different kind of baggage, but uh, that can help us understand ourselves is very helpful, I think, to being happy and to being complete. And also there are times when you simply need emotional support and, and friends are there to give us emotional support. And that's why it's very, you know, I, I, you don't, you never know how much you need a friend until you need a friend. And so you have to make sure you have them for those times when things get hard. Yeah, that's so well said, especially, you know, that idea about having a community um, kind of reflecting yourself back to you too. I mean, it's easy to think that any of us could exist in a vacuum, but there's so much you can learn about yourself and about um, how you fit into this world only through other people and especially through friends who really know you well. So I appreciate that thought a lot. So a lot of times we talk about how being around people drains introverts, but can friendships actually energize an introvert? I think so. And I, I think we don't even realize it until we've reached out. One one clue for me when I, that it's time to reach out and see somebody I care about face to face is when I start getting angry at people on Facebook. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm getting way too invested in this sort of weird in-between world. And I'm a big, I love it is Facebook. It's a strange world. Yeah, it's a strange world. And I mean, I, I see that, you know, the obvious problems with Facebook. I'm not blind to some serious problems, but in terms of community, I think it, it serves a very good purpose. I, I do know that when I'm starting to ruminate, when I'm starting to pull myself down, when I'm starting to get into any kind of insecurity or self-loathing, the quickest way out of it is to get together with a friend. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that I need to sit down and have deep, you know, soul-bearing conversations. I just need somebody to pull me out of myself, to look around, to, to re-engage with the world. And, and it is, it's very energizing for me, especially if I choose the right people. You know, it's sometimes just going to a big party just makes you feel lonelier or more isolated or more sort of resistant to people. But if you have those friends, you know, you, you know who those friends are that can just fill you with life of life again. And it's real important to reach out to them because a lot of times the mo- that you need the most when you need the most is when you think you don't. Mm. So that's really interesting. It sounds like you've identified some symptoms of when you need to sort of, you know, leave your introvert bubble and reach out to someone else. You said when you start to ruminate or when you start to feel a sense of self-loathing or frustration, are there any other symptoms or signs that you look out for to know like, okay, I need to actually get out there and and see one of those friends that energizes me? Well, I mean, there's sort of funny ones. It's like, you know, I realized at one point that I considered talking to the checker at the supermarket, a real conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I've had those days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It really is almost sometimes I have to even just say, look at the calendar Mm. and say, look how long it's been since you've been out there. Or there's sort of a faint almost, you know, uh, ambiguous dissatisfaction mm. that kind of drifts around. But but I do think that when I feel myself feeling sorry for myself, feeling lonely, you know, you start feeling lonely and you forget that people um, want you to not feel that way. You know, they are going to care. And, and, I, and I, I don't, I definitely discern between solitude and loneliness. I'm fine with solitude. Solitude is great, but it's up to us as introverts to start recognizing 
when it starts slipping into loneliness, because it can happen. It can happen yeah. without your noticing almost. And once that happens, it's time for you to reach out to those people who actually do want to hear from you. But, you know, the more you talk about your introversion, the more people tend to kind of back off because they're respecting you. And so sometimes it is up to us to actually put ourselves out there because people are allowing us our introversion. And sometimes they're allowing us to have too much of it. Mm. That's great. And I had a question too. Do you all find that um, at that point when you're lonely, is it ever a challenge to, to reach out and connect with others? Do you ever have to fight that or is Absolutely. it a natural? Oh, okay. How do you, Absolutely. how do you do that? Cause I know that, Personally, sometimes when I probably need it most, that's when I just want to keep to myself. But I, the opposite thing of what I feel like doing is probably, like you've pointed out, the best thing. So how do you get yourself to connect? I, I think it's partly just recognizing in yourself. I, I actually had a friend who said the exact – said it almost that many words. And, and in fact, I don't just isolate. I can get unpleasant. And my friend said to me, the times when you need, I've noticed about you that the times when you need people the most is the times when you push them away. Mm. And that was a, you know, talk about a friend reflecting something huh. back that you need to hear. And that was very profound for me to hear because she's exactly right. And, and that's, I don't think that's an introvert thing. I think that's, a yeah. thing, but it's something I needed to recognize. So I think really you just have to know that this is your tendency and experiment with it. It's almost a training thing. You know, when you start feeling yourself getting glum, just try, re try reaching out. Even if it's just, you know, texting with a friend, you know, goofing around on text or, you know, calling somebody for lunch or whatever. It, it, and, and once you start seeing it happen, it will become easier to do. So that at this point, when I feel myself getting there, I, I recognize it much more quickly. And I know that whether I feel like it or not, I should do it. Mm. You know, it's like eating broccoli. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to make me better. I just have to prove it to myself enough time so that I trust it. That's great. And uh, you said it's maybe it's just a Sophia thing. I can say it's it's definitely a bow thing, too. I can relate to that for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's really easy to isolate it because we we know we enjoy it. It's just recognizing when it stops being pleasant. I think there's another aspect to it, too, that you've alluded to just saying, you know, like, broccoli maybe it doesn't taste wonderful at first but it, it will have positive effects in the long run i think it's it can be that way with friends too like uh, there's an element of of just being in proximity close proximity to one another and spending a certain amount of time before sometimes the relationship starts to pay off so even though you're doing it it may not be the greatest thing it will pay off in the long run that's i don't know that's been helpful to me Absolutely. I mean, friendship, you know, and particularly you live long enough, friends move away. You know, that's one reason you want to keep friends, acquaintances in the pipeline, because just because a friend is here now doesn't mean they're always going to be here. Yes. But you have to realize that showing up again and again and again in this friendship is what builds intimacy. Mm. You know, we need our friendships to be intimate as introverts, but we can't go from zero to 60. You have to have those sort of little bit more awkward times or the little mm -hmm. bit not much fun times. And you have to let your friends annoy you sometimes. <laughs> all these things add up to ultimately reach intimacy, which is what we need. So mm. you really do have to push past that reluctance. No, that's so well said. Jen, can you think of a time in your life where maybe you weren't either feeling like you wanted to connect with other people or maybe you had to fight through some of that stuff and it ended up paying off? 
Uh, I mean, like that happens every week. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a specific time. It just literally happens all the time. Um, I mean, even this last weekend, I had a good friend of mine who I've been friends with since I was, uh, I think, literally a first grader or something like that. We were in Girl Scouts together, of all things. And she had a concert. She's in a choir. And uh, a couple of friends uh, were going to it to support her. She had a solo. And even though I had been, you know, kind of jazzed about going about a week ago, thinking like, oh, this would be such a nice thing to do for her. The day arrived, of course, and I was just like kind of dragging around my apartment going, gosh, I don't want to go. Like, I just want to sit here and I'm I'm reading a really good book right now. (laughs) Why do I have to go out? It's cold and snowy. I live in Minnesota. Uh, Yeah, it, it just it happens on a regular basis. But I can tell you that I did, you know, drag myself out and go and connected with some friends and. Uh, it wasn't a long event. I, I was home pretty quickly, uh, you know, just because that was all I needed. But I was really glad to have drug myself out there. And, and yeah, you've, you've invested in that friendship. Yeah. It's money. Yeah, exactly. Bank. And I always tell introverts, too, the easiest way to get yourself to go out is to tell yourself you can leave when you're ready. Mm. Yes, you absolutely. Know, you don't have to stay. And that's a that's a big motivator for oh, me. That yeah. helps me you know so i'm so glad the end of the story was that you went <laughs> <laughs> that light at the end of the tunnel really pays off yeah yeah and I, one of my one of my uh, sort of uh, little mantras for myself is slack hmm. i cut everybody's slack too because we tend to you know people can annoy us hmm. and you know it's it's hard having relationships is hard but yeah. we're all just out there flailing around doing our best trying to be good people yeah and so i just you just keep loving people through that. Mm. Absolutely. People are messy. People are really messy. <laughs> Myself <Absolutely>. included. <laughs> yes. Me too. Big time. <laughs> Sophia, can you talk a bit about, and you've already done this, so maybe you just have a thought or two to add, but can you talk a bit about the tension? And this was an idea that um, I got from an article that you wrote recently. I thought it was a really great tension that you touched on. The tension between exercising your introvert freedom, such as staying home, not answering the phone, avoiding the party. And also the need to nourish your friendships. How do you live in that tension? Yeah, it's it's very that, that sorry that's sort of an ongoing understanding, you know, self self actualization thing as well, where you start realizing just because I can spend a lot of time by myself, does that mean it's what I should be doing as a member of a community? Mm. You know, and, and it's 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 very empowering for introverts to say, I don't need anybody, but it's not necessarily the healthiest way. And it's really important, as we've been talking about, to keep investing in those relationships. And so sometimes it means doing things you don't feel like at the moment. I'm, I, I'm definitely strongly opposed to last minute backing out on things. I really think that's unkind to do to people, you know, within reason, you know, get sick, whatever. There's reasons where you can. But but I think there's a there are a lot of introverts who feel that introvert power means if I wake up today and don't feel like it, it's okay to back out at the last minute. And I, I, I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, we we have to respect other people's needs as well. And as long as, you know, if you're going to say yes, say yes. If you're going to say no, say no. Either one is fine. But people need to trust you and be able to count on you. And so we have to decide who we want to be. 
do we want to be the person who can't be relied on? Or do we want to be the person who's going to know themselves well enough to commit to things? And um, I did that. That's like one of my sort of bottom line, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, way, ways I live. I'm not sure if that actually answers the question, but I think that, you know, we have this pull towards the couch and this pull towards the outer world. And we need to find a balance between them so that we're not just isolating ourselves and we're not letting the people we love down. Yeah, I love that because I think we can feel like we have to answer the tension. We have to fix it. But mm-hmm. you almost have to, like you said, it needs to be a balance. You have to live in it. And maybe you go one way one time and maybe you're more toward the other the other time. But there's a responsibility to kind of to balance it and uh, keep your own needs in mind, but keep the needs of others in mind as well. Yeah, I mean, in that way, too, you, you start to, um, you know, think of what it does for the for the uh sort of bias against introverts if we are not reliable oh well she's introverted she's gonna she's gonna cancel at the last minute. why be why even invite her mm. you know she, we want to be part of the world not mm. separate from the world part of the world within our introversion not separate from the world where the introverts over here and you're all over there yeah jen you said one time I want to be invited to the party. I just might not want to go. I think I remember you there and I love that. <laughs> I completely get that. Completely. <laughs> I get my feelings hurt when I'm not invited. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yep. Doesn't mean I want to go. <laughs> so, Sophia, despite our introverted tendencies to maybe wake up and desire to cancel plans last minute, Uh, We introverts do have a lot of good qualities that we can bring to the table as friends. So what are some of those winning friendship qualities that we bring to a relationship? I think our desire to go deep with friends is wonderful. You know, the friends who know me and who I know, we know each other very well or or very uh, profoundly. We're really good listeners and we think before we respond. Uh, we tend to be very loyal because if you're not going to have a whole lot of friends, you better take care of the ones, you know, you, you, you I cherish the ones who I have allowed in mm. because I don't allow that many people in. Um, so I think that our friendships are <sighs> profound, I think is, is the best word I can give you for them where they're very present and, you know, they're very uh, deep and when we have chosen you, you're chosen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think that I think people like that. And I think people um, crave that of their friendships. Hmm. That reminds me of something I wanted to ask. Um, you have friends that you talk to on the phone, right, Sophia? Mm-hmm. Like there was one that you were texting and then decided you just needed a caller or maybe she called you and you actually mm-hmm. picked up and mm-hmm. had that conversation, even though the phone's not your favorite. How do you? Mm-hmm kind of navigated the waters of this person, I've let them in, um, but they've moved away. How have you invested in the relationship and kind of sustained it over time? Those are tricky. I mean, you know, I do have a good number of what I call my faraway friends. um, And fortunately, those friendships tend to be deep enough that they're sort of uh, unbreakable. But I do, I schedule phone calls. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we make phone dates. And when I make a phone date, I clear the decks for probably a couple of hours usually just to make sure that we get the full, you know, full satisfying experience. 
I'm, I keep those dates. I don't have any distractions and I'm, I'm 100% present for those phone calls and those help a lot. I try to see these people, but a lot of times it's maybe once every few years. I have a couple of friends that I'll see maybe once a year who don't live nearby. Um, but I really just try to make sure. And then there's always texting, which is such a wonderful way to keep that sort of banter going, that more lightweight, con- just just the connection itself. And I have friends, you know, who are not really on Facebook, far away friends. And those really do need like the texting and the emailing and the, you know, just the saw this funny picture, sent it to you kind of thing that I think maintains the bonds. But for the, for the intimacy, I, I don't think email text can make up for either phone call or face to face. And so I, I try to make sure that happens. I did, I did have a friend who, you know, again, friends reflecting you back at yourself said, I have called and left messages and you haven't called back. I'm not going to call anymore. And that was a really excellent wake up call for me where Mm -hmm. I realized this is what our friendship is, is at this, the way it is right now is telephone. And I had really better respect that and put Mm -hmm. the effort everything's fine now we speak two three hours at a time once every month oh that's great i never really considered that that's definitely some food for thought there and let me ask you another question feel free not to answer this but Mm -hmm. i'm curious from both of you um what does a typical week look like on the calendar for like friendships i'm just thinking um you know for how often you get together with other people or maybe it's not a week maybe you think like bi-weekly or whatever how what does that look like for you guys for me, I might see somebody once a week. I mean, I'm married, so I have, you know, the company of my husband and I've been very politically active. So I've been around a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of time. That was t- tough. Um, but as far as getting together with friends, maybe once a week, sometimes even less. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it's about the same for me. I have a partner who I live with and then I have a, a very good introverted friend who I've mentioned before on the podcast and we get together about once a week uh, just to, to chat. And then, you know, it, it kind of depends on what else is going on, but those are kind of my standbys. Maybe there'll be one other thing that week, um, but maybe not. Or, you know, it's been kind of a busy time lately, just mm-hmm. holiday stuff going on. So right now it's been a little busier. Yeah. Yeah, my husband and I try to go out once or twice, you know, a few times a month, usually to events that attract sort of our circle. And we'll see a whole bunch of people and do a whole bunch of schmoozing and then we're done. <laughs> and that's, that, that fulfills a lot of my needs. Sometimes it's more than I need. Mm. Yeah, we do something similar too. Uh, what about you, Bo? I, I was just thinking it's about the same for me. Like I might get together with like one friend, you know, during the week. But there are also events that I'm typically at. Like for my family, we go to church on Sunday. So that's where we connect with a lot of our friends. And then maybe there's like something else going on. Definitely this time of the year, there's more action just because of um, the holidays. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's typically my calendar as well. That's a great question. I'm kind of glad to hear that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, it's helpful to hear what other people do because I mean, life's busy um, and you almost have to like prioritize having that friend, uh, time to meet with a friend. But it's interesting to hear about how often other introverts do meet with their friends. And one of my favorite things to do, I have one friend, we meet for a happy hour. We meet at like 4.30 in the afternoon. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I'm home by seven at the latest. Oh, that's great. Really have fun. Oh, that's and it's funny. Sort that's of a, my introverted That's friend what I was going to say. You guys do the same thing, right, Jen? Yeah. Oh, how funny, really? Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it. that it, it seems less stressful if it's not late or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
got to respect the bedtime. That's right. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so if I, what temptations, personality characteristics, um, and other factors keep introverts from nurturing healthy friendships? We've kind of talked about it a little bit, but does anything come to mind? Well, I think it's, it's just the temptation to say no, mm. you know, to, to, to stay home. I think the temptation to stay home is huge for us or to do things by ourselves is huge for us. And um, it's, it's actually stepping out of our comfort zone, which is kind of a cliche phrase, but to, to say yes to people. And I think that's probably our biggest enemy when it comes to maintaining intimate friendships. Mm. So we've established that introverts need those close relationships too. We can't just go life alone as much as we may be tempted to do. So, Sophia, how can we be more intentional about investing in those life-giving friendships? Well, making a plan, you know, and, and, and making sure, you know, think about what you actually enjoy doing with people and, and then make sure you do it like that 430 happy hour. You know, that is incredibly easy for me. So I'm going to make sure I do it. Um, I, I wrote about, you know, pick up the phone or be the one to reach out and schedule a phone date. So that you're not leaving it, you know. I think we 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 expect people to pursue us, and um, eventually, if we're not reaching back, people are going to get frustrated with us. So I think it's really important that we do put intentionality into maintaining friendships. Think of it that way. You don't want to wait until you're in the mood, mm. because the mood may or may not ever happen. Mm. You have to say to yourself, "This is part of my job as a human being." <laughs> is to is to be sure that I'm putting some effort into my relationships and, you know, think about what you can do that feels good for you. You are allowed to choose that. You don't have to go to every party, but you do have to make sure that you're reaching out to the people who matter and, and that they know that, that you matter. And again, like I said, people who know about your introversion and particularly if you've recently sort of tapped into the introvert power thing, are going to be thinking, well, she doesn't ever want to, you know, she wants to be alone all the time or whatever. And so you're going to have to be the one who breaks through that and lets them know this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I need. And you matter to me. Your time with you matters to me. I think if people think that other people don't matter to us or that we don't like people as you referenced in your intro. And that's not true. It's just that, you know, we have other needs. They need to know. I want my friends to know that I care about them and I want them to know sort of exactly why, you know, that this one's a really great listener. This one's always available to me. This one, you know, I have one friend who's great at researching things and she's always coming up with information I need. And, you know, I mean, it's not like people have to earn my love. It's, it, that's not what I mean, but it's sort of like, let them know exactly who they are to you. Um, because it's a generous thing to do for your friends and it, and it helps tie you together. Yeah, that's great. I I heard you mention the calendar several times and being intentional and um, just doing it when you're not feeling like it. It sounds a lot like writing where sometimes you feel like <laughs> sitting down and doing it, but you know, a lot of times you laundry. don't. And it, or the laundry, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have never felt like doing laundry. Never. Never. <laughs> never. And the thing Clean about the house though. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
The thing about the laundry, though, is when you're doing it, it doesn't really get better. It ends. That's good. But I yeah. feel like friendships, you, you go together with them, and sometimes it gets better. It's, well, actually, I, I forget who. I think it was, was it Dorothy Parker who said, nobody likes writing, but you like having written. Yeah. It's kind of the same with laundry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the bonus for me at the end of laundry It's because I go, oh, all my favorite outfits are clean. I can wear these again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so if I, I like what you said at the beginning of um, that question about how you should first just think about the kind of things that you would enjoy doing. Mm. Uh, it sounds so basic, but I don't know about YouTube, but I spent a lot of my life just letting other people set the agenda and reach out and make the plans. And then because I wasn't taking the initiative, I found myself, you know, doing things like uh, going dancing at a country Western club, <laughs> <laughs> you know, bowling and, or things like that, that I don't, you know, particularly enjoy. I know some people enjoy those things. It's just not me. Uh, but I, I kind of, it, it took a long time for me to realize that I could think about the kind of things that I enjoy, like just having a simple conversation at a good restaurant or going and seeing a movie I was excited about or a play or a, a concert or something like that. And if I was the one who did the reaching out and the setting up of the plans, then you know, I could get people there who I liked being with and I could get them to go to things that I like doing. And it's, um, it's just simple, but it, it took me so long to figure that out. Absolutely. I think too, and I think I wrote about this in introverts way, we often let our friends choose us. We often end up friends yes. with a lot of extroverts. Yes. Because extroverts are the ones who are going to reach out and we sort of wonder why we're always stuck in a big party. Mm-hmm. And it's because we tend to be kind of passive Yes. about like you said, making plans, but also about relationships. And it, it, it's a good idea to start really paying attention to the people. You know, I mean, reaching out to somebody who you're not already friends with is just unbelievably awkward. <laughs> I realize <laughs> that. On the other hand, if, if we start making our choices, it, it could sort of revolutionize our whole relationship with friendship. Mm. Uh, good thought. I just wanted to share a related thought, you know, you were mentioning being intentional and the idea that came to mind was I tend to, as a person, I tend to experience like friendship fade. I, I guess we all do just because we, we change and people move and um, that intentionality piece is huge. So something that I've kind of adopted that's a little lame, but it works is that on my calendar, I have certain good friends and um, I, I have a reminder set for those days to tell me to text them. So like on that day, it's like one of my items on my to-do list to just send them a text. And it's usually the, you know, a couple of the same dumb questions or I try to mix it up, but it gets the conversation going and kind of keeps the relationship warmed until the next time we get together. I love that. I think that's wonderful. And there's, yeah, I think that's great. That's exactly the kind of thing I think we need to be thinking about. I Mm. love it. Cool. Um, Are there times when we as introverts should push ourselves out of our comfort zones? I think you've alluded to that too for the good of our relationships you, yeah. in your article, you mentioned like four really great ones. Can you talk about those? I don't remember in my article. I've, I will I bring up each and every one of them for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first one was phone calls. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of covered that where you just, you need to pick up, you know, like I've said, um, my friends know I'm an introvert. They know I don't like the, the phone. So if they, now if they call, I pick up because I know they must have a good reason. Mm. The calling, they, they, it must matter. Or if I can't, you know, I don't, I don't talk on the phone when I'm driving, for example. I'm just one of those. Um, I'll call back as soon You're as I can. Way. You're the same way. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't approve. Mm. <laughs> um, 
parties, you know, there's some parties, it doesn't matter. But, you know, if it's a small dinner party and a friend has invited me, my, my, ab- my absence would be noted. I go. Mm-hmm. If it's a huge bash, maybe yes, maybe no. I, I kind of think that friends go to friends parties because I've thrown a lot of parties and it's incredibly stressful wondering if people are going to show up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I do try to, you know, even if I don't stay long, I try to go to people's parties. And if it's an important event, you know, like your friend's concert or you know, weddings, that kind of thing, I, I think it's important to say, okay, so I'm not going to have the best time of my life. I'm going to go anyway because it's an investment in this in this relationship. Uh, okay, Bo, remind me. <laughs> How about, can you talk about <laughs> discomfort or being uncomfortable? Yeah, it's 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 not going to kill you and it'll be over eventually. You know, you you go in maybe, you know, I mean, I've gone to things where I've hidden in the corner and just watched everything go by and felt a little, you know, foolish about it that I just couldn't quite get in there. But I I did my job. I showed up. It's not that bad. Chances are there was food and drink and, you know, people were glad enough to see me. And it's just not that big a deal to be uncomfortable for a greater good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's such good advice. Cause I think there have been so many times I've felt like uncomfortable, be, uncomfortable being somewhere. And I, I guess I felt odd or like, am I the only one feeling this way? But I think more people than we realize do actually feel that way. And it's just, okay. It's part of being a good friend. Mm-hmm. I uh, could totally agree. Mm-hmm. How about uh, appreciation? How can that help us in our friendships? Oh yeah. Yeah. That one's tough. I mean, it's tough to, to, to speak out to people, to, to say your feelings to people, but I do try to let my friends know, you know, as I, as I wrote, I think sometimes it's just as stilted as my saying, I appreciate you, (laughs) but because people know that I'm not a particularly effusive person, they know that if I say it, I mean it. Mm. And, And I try to let them know, or if, you know, the friends who listen to me, I always make sure to say, thank you for listening. Mm. You know, if, if I've needed somebody to talk me off the ledge or something, oh, um, I make sure to acknowledge that I, I, I know that they've given me help and I appreciate that they've given me help. And, and it's just sort of, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't write long, you know, loving letters to people. Maybe I should, but I don't, but it's just when I'm feeling it, I say it. Mm. And, um, I think that adds up. Huh. There's a good quote I really like related to that. The guy says, inexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. But so I think there's really something to just sharing it when you're feeling it. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. And the last one you mentioned was vulnerability. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big one for me. You know, we, we, we pride ourselves on our sort of, um, you know, our being self-contained and, Oh, I don't really need people and that sort of thing. But I think that nothing uh, deepens friendship more than letting people see your vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not only that, people are, I'm going to say the word grateful, but they're, they're appreciative. They know that, you know, I, I, I had a, a, a terrible loss. I lost a family member many, many years ago, 20 years, I lost a brother. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sort of soldiering through the grief. And at one point I, I, I kind of broke down with a good friend and she was like, you know, I was kind of hurt that you weren't really coming to me, hmm. that, that, that you weren't sharing this struggle with me. And I never forgot that. And that, you know, again, for friends reflecting back, it was very profound for me. And I realized, yes, actually 
I know how I feel when somebody is vulnerable, shows their vulnerability to me. I feel honored. I, I feel like, oh, I'm, I must be special and I'm being given this this gift of, of pain <laughs> uh, that I have to take care of. Um, or, you know, it could be joy. Joy can be vulnerable, too. Mm -hmm. And I try to flip that around and think, well, am I holding out on people? Am I not giving them who I really am? And, you know, I'm always going to be super selective <laughs> about who, who I will choose to be vulnerable with. But I realize that that's as important a part of friendship and it, and it cements friendship in, in a really important way. Um, and to not do that is to deprive yourself of some really deep, nuanced relationships. Hmm. Oh, great stuff. So let's get heartwarming here for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, how have friendships influenced your life? Or uh, what are some of the greatest intangible gifts your friends have given you? Well, I think I've talked about some of them. In, in all of this, these times when people have said things to me that are not always easy to hear at the moment, but have helped me to know myself better. Um, and really, I don't have a lot of uh, family. You know, I, I, my parents are dead. I have one brother. You know, just, there's just not enough. There were no aunts, uncles, cousins. And my friends are my family, you know, and they're the ones I know I can go to and they'll come to me when they think I need them. And um, I, I just, I don't think I would know myself nearly as well as I do without the reflection of, of friends. Um, and I like who I am. Well, I was going to say I like who I am as a friend, but frankly, I think I have some serious flaws. Um, but I just... Friends are important and it gives me some, it gives me people to focus on. Um, I don't have kids either. So it, it's, it's made, they've made my life full and mm. complete and they've given me different perspectives. And I don't think I can come up with specific things. I mean, I could if I really worked at it, but it's just, they make my life whole mm. in a way that I, nothing else could. I was just thinking about what you're saying about um, others telling you the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. I think only a really good friend does that. It made me think of a proverb, you know, like, uh, I think it says, um, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Like there's, you know, people who suppose you think you're that they're your friend. They'll, they'll tell you what you want to hear, but only a really true friend at the right time will tell you what you need to improve or what's really going on because they care about you. So I, I don't know, just that feedback is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really, it, it's, it's so key. And you, you can't get that from people unless you create a relationship of trust, which means showing up, which means letting the time unfold, which means being vulnerable. I mean, it's, it's something that has to be built. It, it's not something just add water. Mm -hmm. Jen, can you think of um, how friends have influenced your life for like maybe a particular person or story that comes to mind? Well, I just want to second all that Sophia said already, but um, with the particular, with the, my particular close friends, they've been there for me when I've been going through a tough time. And I think as an introvert, my tendency is always to go inward, especially when I'm having a tough time and to just try to figure things out on my own. 
and just deal with things on my own. And I've learned over the years that that's not always healthy and it's not necessary either. So if I had touched on this earlier, but you know, it's actually a gift that you can give to people to be vulnerable around them. And it's, you know, that's, that's what friends are there for. So it's, I really appreciated all the friends who have supported me over the years in those tough times and been patient with me when, you know, maybe I kind of bottled things up for longer than Mm -hmm. I should have or didn't know how to come out with it, Mm -hmm. but they drew me out and they listened and helped me when I needed help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we take a a lot of pride in our self-sufficiency. We do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's very hard to let it go. I, I, I have a, I do have, I have a writing group, three women. um, And uh, I recently went through some stuff and I kind of told, finally told them about it after keeping it to myself for like years. And one of them said, I so appreciate that you're peeling yourself like an onion for us. (laughs) you know, Because little by little things are getting out. And, and, and she actually was grateful and, Mm. and it was just such a mind blowing moment for me yet again. Um, to realize that there's a certain element of selfishness to not letting people have parts of you. Mm. Absolutely. We try to make this show as actionable as possible. So to that end, can you think of one thing that you've shared that you'd encourage our listener to try within the next 14 days? Make a phone date. Hmm. Make a phone date with somebody you haven't spoken to for a while. Even if you've been emailing, even if you've been texting, get them on, you know, if you, I, I mean, see a friend for sure. Make one plan with somebody and particularly if it's somebody who you really like, but you haven't seen or you don't see that often. Um, but reach out to somebody specific that you haven't connected with in, in a while and, and see if you can sort of juice that friendship back up. I like that a lot. I am not a fan of talking on the phone, but I think the thing I dislike the most about it is it just, it interrupts what I'm doing, but a phone date, something planned and oh, ready for it. I like that a lot. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the phone is otherwise it's like somebody jumping out of a closet and going. <laughs> yes, exactly. Great analogy. I really hate when the phone rings and I always oh. bad news. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you plan it, then it can be very, you know, very pleasant. Well, wow, that just turns the whole thing around. So, Sophia, how can our listener learn more about you and what you do? Oh, please go to my website, sophiademling.com. It's spelled like Sophia. (laughs) 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 I also have a Facebook page, uh, Sophia Dembling Professional Introvert. Come and join us there. We have lots of really interesting people there talking introversion. And you can visit my blog, which I didn't mention in my bio, uh, the, uh, The Introvert's Corner on Psychology Today. Wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing your insights and being on the show. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Introvert Dear podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being quiet and spending time alone.